It's that time again. It's Greek for the week. I'm Chris Palmer. Let's open our Bibles and get right down to the original language, the Greek. And you're tuned into Greek for the week today. We welcome you to the podcast. So glad to have you. So glad that you are you're into Greek for the week, that you're a listener. We so much appreciate it. And if you're enjoying the broadcast, if you're enjoying the podcast, go on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it and, and just give it a five-star and rate it good and just say, hey, this podcast has been blessing me and it's just been, it's been authentic and it's really been encouraging to my faith and be much appreciated. I want to remind you that Letters from Jesus is available on Amazon or wherever booksellers sell books. You can pick it up and uh, go through it. Let me know you're enjoying it. And uh, drop us a review on Amazon, okay? We're going to be in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 2 today. We're going to get right in it. Now, this is a Paul's letter to the Philippian church. The Philippians had really been encouraging to the Apostle Paul during his time in prison. They sent him they sent him support. They sent him Epaphroditus to come look after him, though Epaphroditus got sick. Um, and they sent him uh, funds uh, as, as an offering, financial support which would have been really helpful to Paul, being somebody that dependent on the generosity of those who he served, although he did make tents, but of course, he also received offerings from people, and he later told Timothy that this was reasonable. Um, let's get into it. Let's look here. Let's not waste any more time. Philippians chapter 3, verse 2. Now, the, the tone of the letter is is a joyful letter. It is a comforting letter. It's a friendly letter, I should say. But in chapter 3, everything changes. The tone changes in verse number 2. Now look at the shift here in 3 verse 1 and 3 verse 2. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Okay? To write the same thing to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Then we see a shift here in verse number 2. And and we're going to notice this by looking at the Greek word blepite, which appears to us three times as a present active imperative in the Greek. All three times, present active imperative, present active imperative. It says here uh, in verse number two, look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers, look out for those who mutilate the flesh. And it says in the Greek, blepite tus kunas, blepite tus kakus, ergatas, blepite te Katatomene. So we see the word here, blepite, blepite, blepite. And and for some reason, it just shows up better in the Greek. Maybe my eyes tell me that. So when you see this, you say, hey, there's a dramatic shift in the tone. And as Bible students, we want to look for that. We want to pay attention to that when we're reading something. If if you had gotten an email from, well, let's just... Regular emails, right? You get an email from someone. First paragraph is just cordialness. Hey, how are you? Happy New Year. Hope you had a wonderful holiday season. Hope you got everything you wanted for Christmas. I'm writing today to talk to you about this invoice you sent me. And now it's different. Now, hey, we're, we're backing away from the friendliness. Let's get right to business. And Paul's not talking about an invoice, but he is talking about something more serious. The tone changes and... He's talking about these, this group that were his opponents. Uh, we could either say that they were Jews or they were supposed to Jewish Christians, but whoever they were, they were a constant thorn 
in the Apostle Paul's flesh. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13, he, he talks about and says that his opponents are deceitful workmen, and he's kind of telling you the same thing here. And he's suggesting that what they're doing is he calls them mutilators of the flesh because they were telling the Philippians, and not just the Philippians, but they were telling other Christians, this was their message, that they had to practice circumcision to be a full Christian. You know, hey, it's great that you've accepted Jesus. It's great that you are following the way. But if you want to really be like us, if you want to be a deep Christian, you have to get circumcised. And so this infuriated the Apostle Paul because what are we saved by? Justification by faith. We are, the Apostle Paul makes it very clear in his Pauline corpus that we are saved by the grace of God who took the initiative to save us. Uh, Romans 5, 8, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He initiated the salvation and then, okay, then we believe on that. And that's how we receive salvation, regardless of circumcision or whatever else that you want to stick on it, um, dietary laws, these things, if you want to practice dietary laws, that's your business. You go practice those. But be careful of the pious attitude that you think somehow it's making you a deeper Christian by doing that or somehow giving you a salvific right that other people don't have, which is, which is in the case right here, okay? Especially for those that were Gentile Christians or a better way to put it is non-Jewish Christians that, that didn't have that as a part of their traditions, and without getting into this, the, word, the point I want to make is, the Greek word here, blepete, it means to look out. It comes from blepo, first person, singular. I look out, blepo. Blepo means I look out, I watch out for, I am careful about something. Um, it means to see is really what the root of the word means, but in the sense of being careful it means to be on the lookout. Or I like another way of saying it, look far down the road. Don't just have short-sightedness. And if you're seeing something, do not be distracted. Don't get caught off guard. Uh, you know, there was one um, time I was, there was a security guard who was supposed to be watching a bank. It's his job. And I look over at him, he's on his phone, he's not even paying attention. I think, man, I'm not feeling too safe right now. He's over there on his phone playing Candy Crush or whatever it was, and he's not watching, and I'm thinking, not good. Or people that are texting and driving, they're not paying attention. And when you're distracted, what happens? Calamity, trouble, you can't be uh, against danger, you know, Things happen on the road so fast. Accidents take place so quick. And that's why even when you're texting, uh, or you shouldn't text and drive, but if you were texting and driving, if something popped off, you wouldn't be able to stop yourself. I remember when I got into a, a, a car accident back in 2016, uh, it was the other person's fault. It was a semi-truck. It rear-ended me. 
okay, when we were all coming to a stop at traffic. And I was able to react. It was, you, you really literally got 0.1 second. I mean, I looked up in my review, and it was right about to smash into me, so close. And I thought, and, and thank God for his grace, but I was able to swerve the car, and I was okay. But it later occurred to me, if I would have been texting or distracted with the radio or looking in, you know, around, there wouldn't have been much time. I don't know if it would have just, if I would have had my phone down, I would have gotten hit and wouldn't have known what happened and had no time to react. And I was successful and able to react by God's grace. And because I was able to maneuver the wheel based upon that one, it's amazing how fast your brain works. But that's the point here. If you're not looking out, you can get caught off guard in this case by false teachers or whatever the enemy wants to throw at you and distract you with. So we're really taught about how the enemy works here. The way that the enemy overcomes believers is by first distracting them. He distracts them from the call of God. He distracts them from the purpose of God. You know, you're in 2020 now. You've made your New Year's resolution. We've had, we've all gone to watch night service or whatever. We've rung in the New Year with celebration. Now, the real part is if we're going to accomplish what God has placed in our hearts as, as individuals, as families, we have to be on guard not to get distracted from that. So the Apostle Paul makes it clear to the Philippians, blepite, 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 look out, look out, look out. The emphasis on being a discerning Christian. What are you on the lookout for today? Are they individuals that, that are perhaps associations that you shouldn't have? Is it temptations that have come to, to stimulate the flesh that, that perhaps you're giving place to? Being distracted by those things? Or maybe it's laziness. That can be a serious distraction. I'll tell you what, it can be a distraction for us who live in the northern states, I'm telling you what, it is so much easier to hit the snooze button in January and February, okay, than it is in June and July because it's darker up here in the north and it's colder. And what do you want to do when it's dark and cold? You want to sleep. And, you know, it, 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 perhaps even in December, in the early December and late November, it is dark in the morning up until 8.30 sometimes. And then at night, it starts getting dark around 5. So you're in this constant time of darkness. It, it becomes easy to be lazy. And that can be a distraction from what God has called you has called you to do. So we have to look out. We have to look out. And we have to look out. I want to encourage you to use discernment today. Encourage you that if the Holy Spirit is telling you something is just no good for your life, that it is not right teaching, this is not the right church, this is not the right leadership you should be under. This is not the right person of the opposite sex that you should be dating. This is not the right movie you should be in. Then, then you know what? Don't ask questions. The great thing about the Holy Spirit is, is he's so assuring that we can act now and ask questions later if he wants to show us. And sometimes it takes years for us to understand why something is or why he was leading us in that direction. And I say that because I've learned, I've learned from experience, usually, not usually, all the time. When I get a certain feeling in my gut, I know that feeling. 
That's the feeling of the Holy Spirit telling me something's not right, or in some cases that it is right, and to go with it. I'm watching out for the good and for the bad. Bad and the good, I should say. And so be on the lookout today. Blepite, blepite, blepite. Don't be distracted by things that the enemy puts in your way. And I believe that that's part of rejoicing. Because in first, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Finally, my brothers, or Delphoy, or brothers and sisters, a community, rejoice in the Lord. And one of the most wonderful ways that we can enjoy being servants of God is to use discernment, to pick and choose what we let in and what we let out of our Christian lives. And you'll know that when you have the right things in your Christian life, I can tell you what, that causes you to take joy in following Jesus because the Holy Spirit helped you be selective about what you should and shouldn't participate in. Okay? So today, blepite, 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 watch out and rejoice in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want to remind you, Letters from Jesus is available on Amazon.com. It's also available at WhitakerHouse.com. Pick it up today. It'll be a blessing. If you have one, share one with a friend. Drop a five-star on Amazon. Uh, make sure that you leave a review on this podcast on uh, Apple, wherever you get your podcast at. It truly, truly does help us. Okay, God bless you, and we will talk to you next time on Greek for the Week. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support us further, you may visit us on the web at lightoftoday.org. God bless and good studying.